Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow, we were really off cue there, Jake. Sorry, sorry everyone. We usually don't sing coming into episodes, but it's not our forte. No, no. Though we do have an acapella group that we haven't told our fans about, but I wish. They'll find out about it. But anyway, for those of you joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand created by Jake and I to share movies and TV content created by diehard fans. Popcorn Heist, the podcast, is a show where we nerd out about franchises we love like Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, Disney, and in this case, Game of Thrones slash House of the Dragon. We release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, definitely give us a review and follow on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. We'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcast on our network called The Sims Guide to the MCU where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our good friends Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, like blog posts, rankings, trivia, then follow us at, at Popcorn Heist on any social media platform of your choosing and go to popcornheist.com, which is kind of like our one-stop shop. Do it all, please. <laughs> Join the heist. Um, yeah, so I think... We so we're, I'm a little mixed up because we are shifting around our episodes. You'll notice it in next episode. We uh, did a little bit of a fun uh, Game of Thrones themed episode, but we switched around the order because we feel like we're very hot on House of the Dragon right now. And we mentioned it when we recorded, but uh, like all my other fandoms are like to the wayside right now. Like I'm big on Game of Thrones right now, like back in it. I feel yeah. Great. We always talk about phases and how we go through like phases of fandom. And I was off Game of Thrones for a while because we all know I'm not the biggest fan of the ending. You could listen to some of our other episodes to hear me rant about that. But um, House of the Dragon has really put me back on Game of Thrones. I started reading Fire and Blood. I have not passed House of the Dragon yet in the book because it's like a history book of all tar- everything Targaryen. Um, but I'm back on back on Game of Thrones. I'm excited to be back in the universe, and I. Well, I guess we'll get to it in the episode, but I liked House of the Dragon a lot more than I expected. I was, you know, I was not excited for yeah. Game of Thrones spinoffs all that much. We, me, I mean, honestly, me too. I mean, you've read the book, so you're you're definitely more like in the universe, and it probably was more of a letdown for you, season eight, uh, honestly, than it was. It for still me. hurts me. <laughs> but uh, when even when the trailer came out, I was like, "This is gonna be fine. Like, I'll watch it." But honestly yeah and then the day it released i feel like social media was like big again now Mm -hmm. if it felt like it it, like (laughs) i haven't felt that way in a while because of streaming i feel like episodes don't get as much hype anymore like things come out at especially disney plus like things will come out at like 3 a.m so like no one watched it at the same time where i saw twitter when house of the dragon was coming out and i was like oh wow i haven't seen nine o'clock on a sunday be this popping on twitter about a show Mm -hmm. pretty much since game of thrones so it was exciting to see that again I mean, thank God it's on a Sunday, too. Oh, like, oh yeah. I've been saying this. <laughs> Sunday at 9 p.m. is the perfect time. It is. But We've regressed backwards with releasing on streaming. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, they're all over the freaking place now. But <laughs> to usher in our return to the Game of Thrones fandom, we obviously had to celebrate with a little roundtable and bring on a couple guests, uh, one of which you may recognize from a previous episode where we did a Harry Potter draft. Uh, we're pleased to welcome back our good friend Deanna Shiverick. Say hi, D. Hi, D. Ah, good nah. one. Girls got chill. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, I guess a little bit about how I got into Game of Thrones. It was actually Nick Mandela himself, um, who kind of, I think our friend group, like, none of us had seen it. Or I think two had seen it. Maybe, like, Katie seen it. But anyway, um, so we watched it all as a group like our freshman year and I feel like it really brought us all together because we all had something to talk about mm-hmm. um and I got really I got super into it invested um and then I've been reading the books for like seven years because they're huge and I'm just taking my time with them and there's also no rush because 
the next book's never coming out, but <laughs> the whole other thing. Um, so yeah, and then I was also crushed by the finale. I like it really. I cried myself to sleep. I'll just say it when um when Jamie and Cersei got <laughs> crumbled by Ross. Spoilers um, for Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. We, we forget spoiler warnings point, a lot. Um, yeah, I was really upset. So I was not looking forward to House of the Dragon at all. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, mm-hmm, okay, it looks really good. But I didn't watch it until like two days after because I was trying to hold out. But I'm really happy I did. I think it's awesome. And obviously we'll talk about more about my feelings. But yeah. And actually funny story about us watching Game of Thrones together as a group. Our very own Jacob Zoll. So when we had watched oh, it no. freshman year of college, yeah, only me. five seasons were out. So again, spoilers for Game of Thrones. It was right after Jon Snow had died. The only time I was going to say the first time, but he only dies one time, sadly. Um, and Jake, before we were on like season one, and we were like, no one knows any spoilers, right? And Jake, in front of the whole group who hadn't watched it yet, was like, all I know is that Jon Snow dies. And we were like, Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, in my defense, it was all God. over social media. I mean, like, I knew about it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about it. <laughs> I, I I admit my faults. Listen, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm not a not perfect fan. Well, speaking of which, I do have another story about our next guest. Actually, he is one of the people who had watched Game of Thrones before me and helped put me on the show originally when there were only three seasons out. And um, I was going through it and I was like, again, spoilers for Game of Thrones. I was like, I like Rob Stark. And he said, you're not going to like what happens. Oh, <laughs> I think we, no. we were well into our cups at the time, too. Um, but yep, I would like to introduce my friend Gavin Dunleavy, who I went to high school with and again, was one of the first people I experienced Game of Thrones with. We've been nerding out on it since high school. So, um, happy to have you on Gavin. I'm happy to be here. I've been dying to get on. I love talking about anything nerdy (laughs) and I don't like, we were talking about phases. Like, yeah, I was over the Game of Thrones phase, but came back on heavy. I know, you know, Dean, I get texts from Dean every single day, just like, I can't buy, I got the books. I got the books on my phone. I'm reading them. Like it's, it's in full force now all over on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And like you said, like in high school, we were watching that, like we would go to the lunch table and talk about like the newest episodes. And like, it was, I don't even know how much was out at that time, but like we were playing catch up of what was already on HBO. And that was like, that was like the first TV show that I watched that I was like, this is what TV could be. This isn't like Arrow on CW, like this isn't like your typical <laughs> TV situation. This is like hard. Like my mom is watching this. Like when my mom watches it, I know it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you could get your parents into a show, I feel like that's a true sense of accomplishment, right? Hundred percent. I don't know 100%. about your parents, but my parents—they're very particular about what shows they watch. So if mm-hmm. I can get them, still working on the Game of Thrones bit. They're, they're I've been trying to work on Breaking Bad for years. It's it's a battle with a lot of getting them to watch the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I put my mom on both Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and I was taught she had she's I think she's catching up on House of the Dragon now with my brother back home. And I was mm. like, how are you liking it mom? She was like, I like it, but I just can't follow everyone's names like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everybody is in the beginning yeah. I feel. Yeah. Though I, f- I feel like honestly this one is easier than Game of Thrones was for me when I was first getting into mm-hmm. it. Because a lot of them are similar. One family. Yeah. Yeah. Jaharis, Jaceris, Luceris, Viserys. They all rise. <laughs> they all so got a lot of, a lot of names. Yeah. Much. Yeah. A lot of same names. A lot of same letters. There's like three Aegons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think we really want to get straight into it. I'm, I'm hot on. I actually just watched the finale like for the first time. I, I was a day late. Watched it like an hour ago. So very hyped to talk nice. about everything. But mm. Uh, obviously, before we get into the conversation, if you're a longtime fan of Popcorn Heist Podcast, or if this is your first episode, we do a quote of the episode. Nick and I bonded over movie quotes, TV show quotes, quotes from all facets of life. So we got a House of the Dragon quote, which we feel like is pretty fitting, especially for the finale. Um, but we want to say a big giant one last spoiler warning for all of season one of House of the Dragon, but not for anything that's upcoming in like Fire and Blood. Um, we're just talking about season one House of the Dragon. Some spoilers from Game of Thrones will probably come up as well. With that, the quote is from King Viserys Targaryen himself, which Nick is uh, donning his uh, silver crown right now. Uh, And the quote goes, The idea that we control dragons is an illusion. 
they're a power man should never have trifled with. And I mean, after you watch that last episode, uh, re- I, I, we, Nick and I were talking about it before you guys hopped on is like, I expected it. And I think Nick did as well to be a whole battle episode, but it was kind of mm-hmm. cool that Same. it was like the parallel to Allison's story in, in uh, episode nine and just kind of ended with like the enter into the war. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, um, I think something else we were talking about with uh, like a lot of characters and stuff, I felt like towards the end of Game of Thrones, uh, they tried to dumb it down a little bit and like focus on only a few main characters. I feel like House of the Dragon actually got away from that in a way. Like they weren't afraid to, which I guess it's based off of the books heavily, but like they weren't afraid to like have characters not really be in the beginning and then just bring them in and make them like huge characters. Like I feel like the Valerion children that they end up marrying like later on like i didn't really know who they were at first but then they slowly brought them in and like brought a lot of lords from around the world and weren't afraid to be like okay this person's this brother and they're in the line of succession and the strong family had a little bit of that too so i, I like that and also um same thing with the battle sequences i was kind of expecting a bat a big battle sequence or something like really really jarring like a, a big sequence like blowing up the sept in game of thrones is a good equivalent like i feel like towards the end of game of thrones they were more like episode nine episode 10 have to be these huge sequences and i feel like they didn't really do that in house of the dragon and i was glad they didn't they just kind of focus on like what would actually happen and like how these characters would react to their situations which i like that more because if you think about it in game of thrones you don't see a battle until blackwater which is in season two i never really thought about it like that that i always wanted to see the like the battle in the whispering wood like with yeah they did skip that oh man (laughs) Anything to it's see not Jamie really in, in the books either. Damn, didn't read the books. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the one thing I do miss is the is like the episode nine, like this episode. Like you know how every episode nine of Thrones, you were like, all right, this is like when you know something big happens. Mm. So for this this season, like I was kind of like low key expecting something wild. Like even though it was a great episode, I guess like you said, Nick, they're kind of straying away from that what you would expect, like the typical formula, which I think is helping them. It's, Helping them stand out and rise above, you know, last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I feel like this season, episode eight was like the normal Game of Thrones episode nine. I, I thought that mm-hmm. was like the bombshell episode because that's like when really Viserys, like Allison misinterprets uh, his uh, his talk of the prophecy and everything. And uh, I, is that, and it's one episode before that where they change the actors, right? Or maybe the kids age I think up they in, changed in episode. in episode five. Like, Rainier and Allison changed halfway through the season. The kids changed that episode. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like a lot happened. Like, that was a really big progression from, from my point of view. Yeah, I, I liked episode eight. I, I, I kind of was expecting more because I heard it had, like, really great ratings. And then I watched it the first time, and I was like, that was okay. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, that was actually a really good episode. The scene with the series walking through the throne room was obviously great. Mm-hmm. That actor is amazing. Um, so the dinner scene so was good. really good. It was, like, a perfect send-off for him. And then, like, you kind of get a little glimpse of happiness, and then you hear her misinterpret the prophecy, and you're like, oh, no. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad at her. I was like, she knew he wasn't talking to her. Yeah. I mean, I think she knew. I mean, she sucks. The whole you think about her poisoning him? That whole theory. You think that is that has any? I don't think so. Legitimacy to it. I, I think they are trying to make both. I think they're trying to make Allison less sinister than she was portrayed in the books. I, I've heard. I haven't gotten to that part of Fire and Blood mm-hmm. yet. I also hear they're doing the same for Rhaenyra. I feel like she was kind of like the clear protagonist. Um, but I, I think they also want you to not like super, super hate Allison. So that's why they gave you a reason because they do pull the, she heard it. She heard him say, hey, gone. So like, Mm. it's not, it's like, she heard what she wanted to hear, but like, she has reasoning behind it. She's not just like scheming for her own Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. I, I think they, though, like they're trying to do that in season. I mean, I don't know anything about, about the books, but from, I kind of like get the sense that she's it's inevitable that she's going to become her father. Like she's going to become like pretty ruthless within the next few seasons where like, maybe that's not something she would do in season one, but I could totally see her having the potential to become way more like sinister. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I think you already saw it a little bit this season, like the scene with the um, girl that Aegon, I think he raped her. They didn't clearly say that, but it, 
felt like that was the vibe. Um, It seemed like she wanted to have sympathy for her, but still, like, did what she had to do. I mean, I guess she could have killed her. Did she kill that girl? Honestly, I wasn't sure, but I don't think so. I cannot tell. I don't think so. She gave her uh, the moon tea. But people thought it might have been poison. I mean, it could have been. Well, no, the the, the the director came out and said that was, it was 100% what Rhaenyra drank, the, Mm -hmm. like, the plan B tea. Okay. I don't think she killed her. Yeah, no. You could have, though. It's evil enough to to overlook that just to put your evil son on the throne, like, knowing that's what he's capable of. Some some people would have, would have done it. Would have, would have off. And then her scene with Laris. Like, remember when Laris first did the first thing and she was like, that is not what I want. Like, oh my god. And then there's the scene of them on the boat, and she's like, I'm so glad to have a companion like you that I can rely on. It's like, so now she's open to having this sicko on board that can kill at the snap of a finger. So she's getting there to the Otto Hightower position, even when he said, like, now I see you have the strength to play the Game of Thrones. It's a dirty game we play. Like, she's gonna get there for sure. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, And the actor who plays uh, Otto. Uh, he's, oh he's yeah, he's, they're all great. great. The, it's funny because the one mm-hmm. thing stopping me, not stopping me, but that made me hesitate with watching the show was like the casting. Like I hate to be the guy that needs a good actor to like, but like, you know, you see a nice actor like, oh yeah, that makes me want to watch that. Matt Smith has been killing it. Patty Constantinus Viserys mm-hmm. has been killing it. Like everybody on this show is killing it, in my opinion. Like not one bad person besides maybe that uh, merchant lady that puts on an absolutely wild accent. But Wait, which version? Like, Wait, I don't. The one that talked to Otto, but, and she like, was like, "There oh. is no power behind oh, the power that the people." Yeah, her accent's a bit too thick, but I don't want to say that's bad acting. That might just be the accent that she chose to go. With. Yeah, but no. Yeah, other than that, I think everybody's killing it. No, yeah. I mean, I guess the elephant in the room with casting is the jumping from. Uh, the younger actors to older actors, and I feel like they killed it in, with casting, like in that oh, yeah. regard. Looks and acting, like what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Prowess. Yeah, I think they did choose great pairs for each character. Um, mm-hmm. The casting was really good, like the different versions. But what did you? So what did you guys think of all the time jumps? I feel like that was very different than Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones, you follow these characters. Every step of the way, like the, I think some of the time jumps themselves were longer than all of Game of Thrones, like mm-hmm. the whole time span that Game of Thrones takes place in. So, what did you guys think of the time jumps? Did you feel like they worked for you and progressed the story? Did you feel like they were jarring at times? I think they, I think at first I was a little unhappy with how fast it was moving, just because, you know, like we said, like Game of Thrones it was slow, so slow moving that it's kind of like, I was surprised even like episode nine, I guess, um, like the day after um, Rhaenyra leaves King's Landing, he dies, the father. And then you realize like episode 10 is only like two days later. And I was a little surprised that they got to Dragonstone that fast and that we're moving this quickly, like in the last three episodes, like the last three episodes all happen in like two or three days Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the season's like over the course of like decades so it's interesting i I mean i think they're doing a good job of it like even though i was initially hesitant but like yeah i guess it's just it takes getting used to because i'm so used to Mm -hmm. the pace of game of thrones yeah i think it it's at first i was a bit uneasy about them because i was like worried about all the characters they would have to be introducing how much i would have to get used to but the way that they naturally like let you be aware of the time jump in the episode is not just like they skipped and like made you adjust to it. Like there was the one where Damon took Rhaenyra to the play in uh, the Street of Silk, and the play they said like how old Aegon was and what was he two three, so you knew that it's been three years since. So they give you these little clues to like oh, okay, you know we're kind of jumping ahead in the timeline, and it's I felt like it was pretty seamless. I didn't felt like it was jarring at all which i kind of expected going into it knowing there would be some drastic jumps but i think it's being handled really well you actually you bring up a good point i think like the one of the big complaints from game of thrones is that they they didn't address it it's like you had no idea like the passage of time sometimes whereas Mm -hmm. now they're they're like 
being pretty upfront just about a it. line of dialogue is all it takes and you're like all right nice that gets rid of that little doubt in the back of my mind yeah yeah totally um and i i think like maybe it was the first time it happened i was like a little jarred about it but i think almost uh in the last few episodes d when you were saying like how it's a little bit more fast-paced i feel like f- for me it made it almost feel natural that like uh, they were kind of getting us used to like that there's going to be time jumps and now i'm like okay like maybe it, this this you know i was like how quickly could they get the dragon stone it's like oh well maybe it did take them a little bit of time they've been jumping around a little bit here and there uh i don't know yeah i thought no that makes i definitely agree i also think it's just interesting to like before nick you say what what you, you, <laughs> you got, said you um in terms in terms of casting i just think it's funny how like they aged up the kids and like the younger actors so much like to the point where they had to hire new actors but then like Kristen Cole and yeah. Rainey's look the same yeah. uh-huh. for 15 years like why didn't we age everyone yeah Damon too and Damon also he looks exactly yeah the same. yeah Damon because you look at Damon and Rhaenyra and you like know that he's supposed to be her uncle and it's like oh they look like brother and sister at this point yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, like you don't get that they're so far apart. I was gonna say that D, it is jarring that like some people age so much because they literally switch the actors and then some people look exactly the same. Um, yeah. I, I I honestly appreciate this season when I think of it like clearly they want to get this show to the Dance of the Dragons and like yeah that's right, I'm glad sure. that they like spent a season getting us there. So I think like the time mm-hmm. jumps were were necessary to get us there. I think it progressed the story nicely and like. Now you're, they did a good job of still, like, I'm, I still feel invested in all the characters. I don't feel like anyone was skimped out. Like, I feel like I care about Rainier and I care about the kids even, even though they were, like, mm-hmm. not even alive in the first few episodes. I feel like my one problem with it is, like, Game of Thrones would do it with, like, small scenes. Like, someone would find out John's a Targaryen and then they'd just, like, skip away from their reaction. I feel like sometimes I felt that way with House of the Dragon and, like, big events. So, like the wedding after like Lenor and Rhaenyra get married. I kind of wanted to see like how everyone reacted to that, but then they skipped 10 years and then like Damon and Rhaenyra get married. And I kind of wanted to see like Viserys' reaction to that, but then they skip a bunch of years. So I think that was more so like my issue with it. But then again, if they did that, it would have had to have been like two seasons. And the first season may not have went any anywhere really, if they had to like spend whole episodes in a era of time, just to show you the fallout. Of just to get I get those it. small points. I yeah. get it, but I, I do feel like we like we missed out on some people's reactions some good to stuff. important events. Mm-hmm. I think going forward, like into season two and beyond, that since we're now in like the Dance of the Dragons, it'll probably be a lot slower paced, like probably a lot more similar similar to Game of Thrones mm. than this first season, which is like comforting to me because <laughs> I just like seeing every single like action that they take every second. So. Well, how long is the Dance of the Dragons war supposed to be? Like, I think they're keeping these actors for a long time. Like, I think it happens within a few years. Okay. So aren't these guys like the key players, basically, who we have right now? Yeah, like I think Aiden's, this is... Aegon. These guys are like the key players. Yeah. I, I don't know how exactly it progresses because I haven't gotten that far in Fire and Blood, but I do... Uh, from from YouTube videos I've watched, I've heard that they're keeping... Yeah, exactly. Same actors, that's like, what, this that's is where they're getting to... <laughs> and now they're keeping the same actors. I heard, I think it might be a rumor, but I heard they might do like some flashbacks with the old actress, actresses. Yeah, because like they love the young Rhaenyra. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I wonder Take how that'll off. go. Um, I do feel like they could have done a little bit of a better job, like building the, the rift between the two characters. Like after Allison married uh, the series, like I feel like Rhaenyra Definitely. was like, salty about it, but you didn't get like much of what happened between the two. So. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess Rhaenyra was a little salty about it afterwards. Like, I, I was texting you about this. Like, I feel like Allison like should get over herself. Like, <laughs> it seemed yeah. like she was mad that Rhaenyra hooked up with Damon, but and I was like, is it an incest thing? And she doesn't Cole. like, but then she just like Cole too. I think it's Cole. Uh, yeah, she's well, a yeah, salty Cole. about. Yeah, I think well, it's you, a mix of things. You think? Yeah. You think she's more mad? Cole about needs Cole? to get over it. If anybody needs to get over I, anything, that guy needs to get over he it. Is- he's so annoying he's like so annoying it's actually crazy um i think that allison is jealous that rhaenyra gets to explore her sexuality while she's abiding by all the rules Mm -hmm. um because Mm -hmm. like she feels like 
Rhaenyra like gets to because she's the heir and like flaunts. She gets the choice. Whatever she wants and is still the heir. And Allison has like always abided by the rules forever. Mm. Um, I also think she might have a little bit of a crush on Kristen Cole. I also think she might have a little bit of a crush on Rhaenyra. Um, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. From that first episode of them in the woods, I always thought like they had something a little bit more close than friendship. It's so implied, I think all those right? Are possible. Yeah. I think it is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And what the the page from the finale, that's the page that she rips out of the book. Like yep. is that I, I was trying to like pause it to see if I could read it, but I couldn't like make it out like maybe is that a hint that they had a relationship with the content that's on the page? I'm not sure, but yeah. yeah, it was that the one she ripped out of the textbook. I forget. Yeah, I think it's the fir- was it the first episode it's or the one second of the episode? Early episodes. Yeah, where Allison was studying and Renera told her to stop. She just ripped the page out. Yeah, they were being like rebellious young teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I forget exactly the scene. I have to go back and rewatch it now. But I did feel like that was cute of Allison to like. It some, was, like, yeah, but, but it's like, also like there's no turning back now. Like that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. why you're like, this is kind of tough because you know they care about each other, but it's just. There's no turn. You can't now. stop. Yep. It's also like Allison could easily just go straight to Rhaenyra and explain what happened and be like, listen, your dad croaked last night. He said this. Just want you to know before I go do some crazy shit. Yeah, send a raven. <laughs> you were, yeah, like, <laughs> but you know, no one would believe her. Like, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's it, it like is. you had they had to move quickly to get Aegon on the throne. And the fact that the council was conspiring to do it the whole time was wild to me. Like, they were like, all right, so yeah, mm-hmm. the plans are in action. And she's just like, what? And she's like, us. Oh, so we're like, what's that going was on? Cool. That was cool. <laughs> I was like, holy like, crap. That was awesome. Because, yeah. like, it goes to show you sometimes, like, depending on the ruler, the council has all the power. It doesn't matter who sits at the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, w- I like that because it also, like, puts Allison in a tough position. And she, like, mm-hmm. is continually like, oh, well, we can control the, the men on the throne. Like with a soft hand, but just earlier in the episode, they showed that like there was stuff going on without her knowing. So like, that's why I feel like it was good when Rainey spoke to her and she was like, you're not like, you're not in control girl. Did you see <laughs> the look Renice gave Rhaenyra when like stuff got heavy? Like when, uh, when she said, clear the room, because yeah. she wanted to talk to Damon about yeah, women. Like, just gives her a... She's like, I told you being queen wouldn't be easy. Like, she is such a little petty. I love it. I love her so much. She's so She's good. a great character. Yeah. Oh, she's great. I She would have been such a good queen. How do you... So, I, I really like Rainey's too. I like the respect she's growing for Rhaenyra. I'm also a little confused, though. Like, does she still think that she killed Lenor And, like... That's like the thing. That's Why didn't she like just tell them that he's good? Well, I think that you. I, I, mean, think, I, I think that's worse, his wishes. Though. Yeah. He so he doesn't want the family to know. Think, that's different. I think he wants to go live his life, and I honestly. Okay. I, wa- right. I was watching a video, and someone was like, "I respect Rhaenyra for not telling anyone and like not trying to bring him back when the whole line of succession thing was happening because, like, she could she could have like told everyone and tried to and like. I guess it would have made. And there her... would just be a hunt for him. There would have been like a headhunt. Yeah, for him I guess it, that would have made her and Damon's marriage like a farce, though. But but like. Yeah. I, I I like that like she did like no one else knew because you know yeah. Rainey's would have went to go find him. I mean he's got. I feel like Rainey's... didn't she also? She, I thought she was also saying like in that conversation with Damon originally that like if people think that they did have something to do with his death that they would be more intimidated by them mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. appear more threatening. So I think that was also probably why she didn't tell. Anyone? Yeah, it works to both sides. But also, if you're Rainey's and you think that, wouldn't you be like, that's a deal breaker for me? You would think See, so. I don't, yeah. I don't think Rainey's <laughs> thinks it, but I think Corliss does. Because he said it when he was in the bed. She's responsible for the death of our son. Everything yeah, she so touches. Like, so I think he believes it, but I don't think Rainey's does. She said Rainey's it too. Be giving her all these, but she, she wouldn't be doing all these favors for her, I feel. Like, giving her the fleet. I think she's got uh, the more... Telling her the news. She's got more of the blood connection. I think she probably sees... Like, yeah, and more... it's also the moral compass. She didn't burn Aegon mm-hmm. in them because she's not going to be the one to do that. Right. It's not her. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like, I wish I got a little bit more convincing that Rhaenyra didn't... Like, that she yeah. convinced Rhaenys that she didn't kill Lainor. Yeah, Because yeah, I feel I like that's that. a little hard to believe that she, like just let go of it and that supports her mm-hmm. well maybe mm-hmm. do you think she could be a little bit of a double cross like kind of holding out yeah. on her a little bit i don't think so i don't think so i i think she i think she respects her and i think she also kind of wants a woman like she respects that like yeah. the woman's mm-hmm. acting charge and is the one showing restraint succeed that's true like she's the only one showing restraint so i think she sees herself in rainier a little bit and okay. sees a chance to like 
make They're right. very similar. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. I'm very sus about Coralis, though. I feel like he was not into Rainier, and then all of a sudden, the next moment, he's like, yeah, you, our fleet is you yours. You have my fleet. Yeah. Oh, I like Coralis, though. I, I like him, but I'm sus about him. I don't know. <laughs> like, if anybody needed, feels you like... You think he'd be as crazy as his brother, though? I don't know. No. I don't think he's as crazy as his brother, but I, don't, I think he's still much more salty about... I think he's denying to himself, like, the whole thing about how he wanted his legacy to live on. But I think it's gonna like burst out soon, where he's finally. The gonna one thing admit, I hate like, about him too is how he uses the words like "we" and "I." Like, like he includes his wife Renice. Like, our fight for the Iron Throne is over. No, it's your fight, buddy. She said yeah. five episodes ago she wanted nothing to do with this, yeah. and you kept going. Like, mm-hmm. he's very like self-centered on this glory quest. So I think if there's anybody to worry about, it's him for sure. He's burying it down. It's, it's going to come out eventually where he's going to finally admit like, yeah, the, my grandchildren are illegitimate. Like I hate what's mm-hmm. going like, you, cause yeah, you can see he's he, in a shit situation. Yeah. I could see him being a flip flopper. Like, you know, stays on both sides. So he, he always snaps his on fingers top. and the fleet changes sides. So, I mean, that changes yeah. the tides of the battle. That's the thing is like, the tides. It, it, Oh, I didn't even uh, mean that. Let's go. <laughs> but that's a, when they're going over the strategy. At, by the end of the episode, I'm like, all right, yeah, the the high towers might have some more allies right now, but like based on their strategy with the sea snake and like blocking the the narrow sea, I'm like, they kind of got a winning strategy on their hands. If he jumps ship and goes to the high towers, Rainier is kind of screwed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. They got but, I mean, they got thirteen dragons. But they got but Vagar. Vagar. Vagar's like six dragons in one. Yeah. So, I mean, that fatty. Who knows? It really might not even come <laughs> we, down to dragons. Can we talk about that bitch and her, her actions this last episode? Vagar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Vagar's that bitch. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> that gangly, uncoordinated You know bitch. what's so funny? When I, when, when, uh, when Luce, is it Luceris? Mm. He's the one, right? That came, that went to Storm's End. Mm-hmm. When he went to Storm's End and Vagar popped his head up, I like, for some reason, I blanked, and I didn't even think to think that was Vagar. I was like, "Oh, is that some like local land creature at Storm's End? <laughs> like some some local land beast?" He's like, local. okay, that's cool. He's a and walk, yeah, and then they walk in, and Damon's there, and I'm like, or Amon, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that now it makes sense." That's funny. Oh yeah, that, I think it was. I go, D, go. You got it. I was just gonna say, I really like to see that the dragons like don't always obey their master oh, yeah. and they kind of just we've never have a seen mind that before own. really no never like well they always, drogon um, killed children uh, yeah but that's because he was like hungry Ooh. so i guess in a way but like we've never seen like a predator fight like you messed with me you're yeah. my prey now like that's mm-hmm. it no valerian words are gonna make me like stop that's crazy yeah that whole scene at storms End, i was like something's not right here this is going to be rough. So, it was like last episode, the tension just built. Yeah, I was like, okay. I, I like kind of knew that something was going to I thought maybe he'd fall, like, at the very least, he'd fall off his dragon in the storm mm-hmm. or something. But I like the way it went, and I like the point, like, the dragons don't always listen to their masters, because it speaks to the quote we chose for this episode, like, their power we should have never trifled with. Yeah. Like, you're giving the equivalent of, like, that world's nuclear weapons to children. And you know, like, was... they had their own little beef for like, like his eye getting cut out and like, probably still mad about the pig, honestly, because he's, yep. but, and now you show like, he chased after him to like only scare him and then it got out of hand and now he started the whole war. You know what else was great? I like that. Yeah. I, I like that it was like not intentional. Me too. Like that's cool. Oh yeah. I loved when Renera said though that it mirrors this completely. I forget what the situation was, but she was saying, Viserys said when dragons ruled, they, they ruled with fire, something like that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to rule over a kingdom of ash and bone, which is what Daenerys did. She mm-hmm. full well known that her dragon Drogon was not just going to red dot the bad guys and keep the good ones safe. It's covering whatever it can so it's she even spoke to how wild and uncontrollable dragons can be when you're even have when you even have control of them like you can't control their fire spit it goes where it goes yeah uh, rainier really impressed me the finale like i me too i was she like is the black queen she earned it because after a while i was like well is she really going to be like an amazing queen but like after this episode i was like wow like she's pretty badass on her face yeah mm-hmm Oh yeah, oh yeah. So how? Do- I'm excited. I wish we could have seen um, Allison's reaction to finding out that 
he's dead. I think we uh, will. Yes, yeah. I hope it opens I up with really that next season. Yes. Yeah. I think we will. I, I, what I want to know is if Amond comes back regretful or if he owns it and he says, "Yeah, I did it." I think he might own it. Now so we're gonna I deal. Think with he might feel like he owns it because he's yeah. Look, look what I did last yeah. night. <laughs> I think. <laughs> In the, uh, you know, the, like, behind the episode that they have at the end, of, like, the directors and the showrunners will talk about it. I, they they said about that scene that that was, like, the last shred of, like, good that was in Eamon. Like, he didn't mean to kill Lucerys. It's, like, childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, like, a childhood bullying thing. Like, oh, I'm going to chase him. But you're, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now you're dead. And now that it's, like, happened, like, he's, like, he's the type of person that's going to go back and own it. And it's going to, like, completely 100%. dissolve all of the innocence in him. And he's going to be completely, like, unhinged. Yeah. He's on, he's I'm excited for cool. Unhinged Damon. I like him. With that sapphire eye, come on. He's awesome. Yeah. Very, I very like cool. him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's very cool. I want to see him great. versus uh Damon. Damon and Amon fighting. Oh yes. Yeah. That's all I need. He's all like, they're basically they're close. Like <laughs> <laughs> Or Damon versus Aegon and we get the Conqueror's sword versus what is it, the Night Sister? Uh, dark sister. sister, dark sister. Yeah. So the dark sister versus the conqueror sword. Mm. That'd be a sick matchup too. That'd be cool. I think we will get that eventually. Oh, it has to be because those swords are beautiful. Oh, we yeah. have to see them in action. Going back real quick before I forget to the jump in actors, the only one that was like insanely jarring was younger Aegon to the Aegon we have now because yes. Aemon like is much taller than her, mm. him now. It's yeah, yeah. It I think they didn't Aemon age so much older. Than I don't him. think they aged up Aegon enough. Yeah, like he looks. The same he age. looks like he almost got younger. Yeah, a little sense. bit, like yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, we were talking about how we like really liked Rhaenyra in the last episode. I feel like the show at originally they were like everyone's a great character, like no one's really your favorite, or least favorite. Like ever, like I think they kind of <laughs> expected, like wanted you to. Some people are like Allison. Some people are like Rhaenyra. We're in Ga- like in Game of Thrones. Like everyone had loyalty to different kings when the five kings. Were yeah. Going. Like I remember, like even my brother like loved Stannis, which was weird. Um, <laughs> but um, did you feel like they nailed that well? And do you feel like it worked? Like I feel like Rhaenyra and I feel like they nailed it with certain characters. Damon, they nailed it pretty well. Like I feel like oh, I thought he was going to be one of the main villains in the beginning. I was like, I'm going to hate mm-hmm. this guy. I didn't really feel that way about Otto until like episode two or three that he was like the evil one. I kind of thought he'd be like the good one. I kind of liked where that went. So I feel like they did well with those two characters. Um, I feel like Alice and Rhaenyra, like, you're clearly supposed to like one of them. And mm-hmm. not the other one. I was personally a Viserys guy since episode one. Well, not, you see, because it's funny, I hated him when he did what he did to his wife, just for the sake of having a son. Mm. But then after that, and once he started to reconcile with Rhaenyra, and he gave her the, the blessing to be his heir, I was like, this guy is just like, he's such a good guy, and he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but he kind of knows that it's not right, but it's what all the maesters and the councils telling him. So he's just, he wants to be like the king before him. So like, you feel bad for him. It's like the, the tragic king. And I think George even said, like, had he brought a life to Viserys that he couldn't have even wrote himself. So I've just, I've loved his character to the end. Because even with him, and even though you know it's good, towards the end when I started, like, kind of believing those Allison poisoning him rumors with the milk of the poppy, I was like, could he maybe, like, be turned bad against his will with the whispers of Otto and Allison. So I feel like all these characters, you can't really, some of them you could predict how they're going to turn out, but I feel like anybody can kind of go anywhere in this type of show without making it too obvious. I, I, I agree. I think if there was any character that's like good, it's Viserys and they're all like, mm-hmm. even though Rhaenyra... And even he has done questionable things. Yeah, yeah. And he, even though Rhaenyra like displayed a lot of like restraint in this in this episode like again she's kind of gray as well damon honestly i was a little sour on damon until this episode i feel like they like nick you were saying like you thought he was going to be one of the main villains like he was intimidating and like a real nuisance in the first few episodes then he kind of like didn't really do much well just like seen though where in uh, the the stones yeah. He owned that episode without saying a word. Very, mm-hmm. very cool fight. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he once he married Rhaenyra, he, it seemed like he was just kind of like around, chilling. Yeah, being a Mr. Mom yeah. a little bit. And I was like, yeah. all right, once he gonna like unleash? Like, a, there's a fire in him. And like when he yeah. choked Rhaenyra in this episode, Release and he like dragon. was going crazy. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, now 
like he might oh, go, go off into his own oh my thing. God. It was scary. Yeah. That caught me by surprise when like he that. just turned around and choked her. Like, it's because you see these moments of like, not, I don't want to say weakness, but like vulnerability when the wife that he had before had the miscarriage and obviously now he's going through something similar and she burned herself with the dragon. That was the first time we saw Damon with a look of like almost sadness on his face. Like, and now with um, Rhaenyra and that miscarriage, he walks out to the beach by himself just with a sword, like, here I am again in this situation feeling sad. So, like, all right, he does have emotion. But then when he grabs Rhaenyra by the throat, you're like, yeah. who, where do you align? Where are your morals? Like, you have morals for children, yeah, but not for your own wife. Yeah, it's very, and that's how I think George wrote him. The, I think he said that Damon is one of his favorite characters because you never know what he's going to do, what side he's going to be on. He's just an enigma. Let's not forget he crushed his wife's mm-hmm. face with a rock. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that too in the in yeah. the veil, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, he's a sicko. So I, think, and I, I also think him. he's a little jealous of Rhaenyra. I think he's still a little, a little salty that really? she got named there, yeah. I was going to say, so I think he's a bit too uh, reluctant. Uh, no, not reluctant. The opposite of reluctant. Like, he's going with this. He's so calling all the like, shots. Yeah. Well, he's, he's trying like, to be like, my queen. Here's your... That's what I'm saying. So I, I think he's working on the low a little bit to get there because he's pretending. No, I don't want to say pretending, but he's like, oh, my queen, here is your crown. Oh, I'll do anything for you. They spoke at you bad. Let's end this farce. Like, he's very her knight in shining armor. And I don't feel like that's Damon I think to be he... knight in shining armor. I think he's working. I think he loves Rhaenyra. But I think he also wants to call the shot. He wants the power. He's a power guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, you, there's moments where you see sadness with him. Like, he clearly, like, loved his brother and, like, loves Rhaenyra. Oh, yeah. When he like, says yeah. he's been slain, like, he's like, they killed my brother. We yeah. need to go. It's, but I but I also see that, like, he's a nut job a little bit, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he wants to Oh, for to sure. Came. It's not, yeah. So It's not debatable. I, a, little, a little bit off topic, but, but kind of in the same thing. Like... Is it actual canon or is it like people's like head canon that they've created online that the Targaryen like madness or like the reason why some of them are so crazy is because of the incest and stuff that they've done back then? I don't I think that's just logical. I think it's partial. Like that, that, that is kind of based on history. There were royal families that had a lot of incest and some of the children were like. What was the jaw called? Yeah, like the, yeah there was everybody some, had yeah. those super long jaws. Yeah, there was some like traits that got passed down through them and some that were like weaker. I also think that it's implied like in old Valeria, a lot of the families practice like black magic. And I think that's how they like bonded their blood with dragons way back when. Mm-hmm. And the um, book, Renera's kid was supposed to have like a dragon tail when it came out. Yeah, and I think that something. that's what they said about Daenerys' oh, yeah. kid in um in Game of Thrones season one. Oh, yeah, when they were in the tent with the witch and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And I think that's what's in the books about maybe Viserys' kid. So I think that that's happened before in Targaryen. I think, like, Can you imagine because... we got a dragon hybrid kid? <laughs> I think because <laughs> they <laughs> binded their blood with dragons, it also, like, messes Ugh. with them a little bit, too. Okay. Oh, for sure. They, the gold flip a coin when a Targaryen is born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one did Daenerys fall on, huh? I'm a personal <laughs> fan of on the, warg. the warg theory is my favorite for how the king went mad. Oh, oh. Bran's warg theory? Yeah, I like that, except wargs mean nothing and are irrelevant and <laughs> just sit in chairs and stare into the sky when they're about to die. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> also, speaking of book canon and stuff, I want to like talk about the, the slight changes in the book that I think are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Because the book is written from, like, the maester's point of view, and it's, like, very based on not getting the right story from, like, people, like, reliance on sources throughout history. And there's multiple accounts of yeah, one story. There's, there's multiple accounts where they're like, oh, maybe this part, there's rumors that this person mm-hmm. poisoned this person. I think they said that about Allison and Viserys. I don't confirm it. Uh, two of the changes that I thought were cool, or not changes, but things that were, like, omitted from the book, kind of. Lainor was supposed to be dead because yep. I guess the history people who wrote history believed he was dead. Um, so it's sort of a change, but also like not really if you think it about it that way. In. Yeah, it's yeah. And then same thing with uh, Damon's wife dying. I heard that they just say she fell off her horse and cracked her her skull on a rock. Yeah, it was just a freak accident. And they That's put not cool. George R. R. Martin likely put that line in because he wanted it to be like Damon may have killed her, which I think is cool. For sure, that is pretty cool. Well, isn't that the same with um, what's his name? Aemond killing 
Luceris, like in the, in the book, it's like they think it's intentional, but I guess oh, like I don't know. We're seeing the scene now that it's not. So maybe he'll go back and own it, and people will think it's intentional. Yeah. But in the moment, it really wasn't. Maybe you're right, D. I don't know. I don't. I haven't gotten that far. That could actually be how it plays out. That'd be really cool. I haven't read the book. I just saw I'll let you know. Don't credit me. Oh, good old Reddit. That's just it's such smart writing. I mean, like. Oh, there's yeah. no way the there's no other way to describe it. for this show. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad George is pretty involved. Although I was going to say, I think it's so Winter good a little bit. because he's involved with it. Please focus on Winds of Winter at some point, George. <laughs> I mean, is he really going to come up with a better ending than what we, I feel like. He, yeah. I yeah. Feel like at this point, anything would be better. There. He'll get anything there. Anything would be better. If, if Daenerys goes crazy, he'll get us there first. Yeah, exactly. And with, with the book, you mm-hmm. can write so much with so little time whereas when you're constrained to tv time it's like you can only film and so much she, of Daenerys going crazy but you could describe a paragraph of her inner mind workings mm-hmm. and get you there he mm-hmm. was he said like game of thrones could have went on a lot longer he was like i told I, he I, wanted two more seasons, seasons. And, yeah. and they short yeah they, they short they didn't that. listen to him they shortened that episode and now, he said for this show it needs four seasons to do the book justice yeah he said that yeah so i'm so if they don't I'm listen excited. to him i think they are doing four seasons i heard that they have to I'm very excited. I hope so i hope so it's so we have to wait two years for the next one though oh my god uh, 2024 two I think. years they said I think that 2024 I think every show's two. two years these know, days but, uh, well, at least we'll have the Jon Snow sequel to look forward to oh, to get us there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, hold on. My burning, my burning question for this whole thing was what you guys' thoughts are on the Song of Ice and Fire thing that's been going on in that the show. That can change, oh. too. So that's what I'm thinking. My thinking was, all right, Jon Snow series confirmed. Jon Snow was really Aegon Targaryen. They're talking about The Prince Who Was Promised and The Song of Ice and Fire in this show. Maybe the Jon Snow sequel show will actually give john that finale of being the prince who was i don't know how they would do it but that's just my wishful thinking oh, i actually wanted I john to get a that. good ending but that really but so is what is what are they trying to go with in the show is rhaenyra the prince who was promised is that what they're saying so, i think they're confirming I think it's john yeah i think they're confirming it they're trying so that like are they switching it up like are they trying to like negate the game of thrones azora high stuff and focus it here no and say that it already happened technically uh, this is what made me nervous in like the first two episodes i was like i like that that's in there because it like adds more history they and like expands it zoom in but, on that dagger a lot yeah the dagger is really cool i told nick i kind of want a replica cool. of it it would be really cool um sure. but my worry was like i hope they the whole the main purpose of this series isn't to like add more weight to things they screwed up with in season eight yeah, you know that's what i got like it'd be my cool first to impression. add little things in there but like don't let that overtake the the good writing of like building up to the dance of dragons you know yeah i think it, it can't also be rhaenyra because like it says something about dispelling the evil from the north which would be, you know, the White yeah, Walkers. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming. I mean, that's what we're assuming. Not unless they think the threat from the North is the Greens, but are they even coming from the North, really? No. no. The, Not really. The High Towers is an old town, like, yeah, old, south. like south. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how it would play into Rhaenyra. And also, Viserys was lost in the mind, so maybe he was just talking nonsense at the end, but I'm very curious as to what they're trying to do with that. I thought maybe it was a setup for the Jon Snow show, and like my hopeful thinking was like, oh, John will get to be Aegon Targaryen, get his rightful ending. But who knows? They might just like. I hope not. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what they're gonna do with it. I hope that it's not answered in, in the Jon Snow series. I hope they don't bring the White Walkers back. You, you messed it up once. I know that's what I'm saying, I, but I don't even know what a Jon Snow series could be if not that. Yeah, but I, 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 know. I think that the. What I'm getting from the whole Song of Ice and Fire thing is, like, the Targaryen was needed to unite the realm against the thing in the north. They didn't have to be the one to kill the thing in the north. John, both John and Daenerys kind of do that. And I also think the Targaryens have messed up, like, who they actually think is Azor Ahai, like, a ton, ton of times. Like, Rhaegar thought he was, and he was like, oh, maybe it's my son, uh, whatever his first son's name is. But, and don't they say Aegon. it was Aegon the Conqueror's dream? Like, it was him who started yeah, it? Yeah, it was his dream. dream. He knew it was from his line that, like, a Targaryen would have to be on, like... Yeah, it was a baby the, born from a dragon or something like that. To, like, unite everyone. But maybe it's just, like, unite everyone. Like, there had to be a Targaryen to unite everyone, which yeah. is kind of true. Also, I heard, a th- like, a little bit of a theory, like, 
kind of cool that Rhaenyra was sliced with the dagger. So like the Targaryen. I did see that. Within yes. the dagger, sort of. And that I dagger see was that. used to. By Arya to yeah. kill the Night King. So it kind of fulfills. I did see that. So maybe but that that's like kind of a it. stupid little yeah. workaround. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need something better. I need yeah. something better than that. Yeah, no, they had their chance with John. Like, of course, I want his story to be done justice, but like, do it when it's supposed to be done in the actual series. Yeah, Don't, yeah too little, know. too late. Yeah, yeah. What was that spinoff they said, and then they canceled? Um, Mo- something Moon, Red Moon, Blood Moon. I don't even know. What there was, was some I, like I Blood Moon or something. The spinoff. I thought they were going to do one it of the spinoff. Yeah, one of the. I think it was that was the one I'm talking about. Blood Moon, I think it was called, or some something like that. Really? And it was yeah, it was scrapped that. <laughs> but they have like six confirmed ones. They have the Jon Snow. They have the. Like George's version of the like the Chinese dynasty, they're doing like yeah, an animated yeah. show of that. They're giving Corliss his own show. They're giving Princess Nymeria her own show about how she conquered Dorne. I'll believe it when I see a trailer. I know it's it's all <laughs> confirmed, but you know, please. Sounds, cool. sounds like they got cool stuff. They could be bigger than Star Wars because at this point, Star Wars is just really like I'm going to be 50 by the time they release a movie again. So like, <laughs> Game of Thrones needs to capitalize right now and start pumping their yeah. stuff out. Please give us a show about well, Arya. Other are kind of, oh yeah, you know I'd be all down for that. Give her some stuff to do with the faces because the faces just went out the window apparently towards the end. Don't even I like. Uh, I can't. Santa season of the I know, and it always just gets too thin because when I talk about how good this show is, I'm like. But imagine how good Game of Thrones could have been. The more I get invested <laughs> back into, game, into like the world, I'm like, oh my god, what a missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, uh, no. sorry, go ahead, Jake. No, I was going to say, one, another big thing of why I'm so happy to be <clears throat> on a Game of Thrones fandom right now, which is like a little bit, uh, <laughs> this is not a, I mean, it is a little bit of a slight, but more against like the fans of Marvel than actual Marvel. I was going to make a, a Marvel comment. I'm very happy to be on Game of Thrones phase right now because at least i'm watching a show that a freaking cameo doesn't get spoiled for me two weeks ahead of time yeah. oh my god i got to look forward to the show being like i have no idea what's gonna happen and i'm very happy about that you know it's like yeah, i could tell that's you everything true. that's gonna happen probably in like the next few more marvel projects that's 100 percent true but you know what cameo i want to see i texted you about this jake I would love to see Melisandre. I think that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. I saw something about that because she's like so ageless that she could pop up. She's alive. She's probably looking all hot. And the hot. actress said that she wanted to. That'd be awesome. I, I don't know how it would fit in because I think the red guy yeah, was like they, not they really involved They would have to forcibly much, work that in. I'm fine that with like a little, mm-hmm. a little like, hey there. A little dash. <laughs> Hey there. A little like Ed Sheeran around the campfire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nothing that. No, no. Nothing that. No. Some would argue that's when it started. That is a so, cameo I'd like to see that. <laughs> Sometimes I think that it's like insane that he was in that show. <laughs> yeah. That's like I think Game of Thrones. It's insane when you think about it's, it. It's it it could be argued that Game of Thrones is pro- I don't want to say realistic but the most like it gets you into it and like immersive. Most immersive show ever. And the moment you see that redheaded bastard Ed Sheeran, you're like, what am I watching? What am I watching? And you immediately break immersion and you're like, what? I'm not in the forest with Arya. I'm watching an Ed Sheeran concert because he doesn't even sound different. It's like that was jarring that episode. They should not have done that. Hey there. Oh, my God. They should not have done why, that. Why did they do it? Is he like a big Arya's fan or something? For Maisie, I think. Yeah, Maisie was a big fan and they yeah. just did it for her. Dumb. Make her make him sing her a song in the green room before yeah. you film. Like, yeah. you know what? Not... You know what's <laughs> oh a way to do a cameo? Uh, Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny made a cameo in Game of Thrones as a guy, a yes! gray droid, and just shot in the head. He, I think they offered yes! him like a bigger cameo, and he's like, "Nah, I'll just like be some just guy who gets shot me. in the head." Yeah, it's <laughs> like for a split second. Yeah, and it's just like how all celebrities uh, do it for stormtroopers. Like Daniel yeah. Craig, James Bond was a stormtrooper. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know because he was just in the costume. I think um, someone from a band was also like, uh, I think the drummer, maybe from the oh, Red Mumford Hot- and Sons. Oh, was it Mumford and Sons? It was in the Red Wedding, Mumford- right? I think it was Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was one of the- Which, that's cool. One of the music. Oh, he was like a flute player? That's so cool. I don't cool. like zoom in on their yeah, face. he was like playing like, the Reigns of Castamere. Yeah, oh, look who it is. Look who it is. Look who it is. <laughs> That, that, it's that's Uncle, cool. Benji, it's Uncle Benji, down by the gate. <laughs> that's a classic Gavin quote. We've it's heard that story. Uncle Benji. <laughs> it's Uncle Benji. It's down by the gate. That's a Gavin's impression of Ollie. 
<laughs> it doesn't sound anything like him, but Nick, in the has, moment, Nick has told uh, us about that quote many a times. Oh man, it was oh it was so good. Oh, I'm so glad that that came out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about it from time to time, makes me crack up. Yeah, because it just kept getting more stupid every time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Oh my That's god! That's good times. That was really good times. I did have one more scene mm-hmm. about House of the Dragon that I feel like we need to address. Okay, go love Rainey's badass scene when she like pulled the dragon out. How many people do you think? What What was her kill count in that scene? <laughs> oh yeah, that does not get addressed. Uh, come on, whatsoever. wait maybe an hour, like a hundred. Like wait maybe. I, I think about it. I was gonna say like fifty. No, I think more. Oh no, at, at like least a hundred. I'd say maybe two hundred. I don't know. That's a lot. Okay, I, I will know. not burn the king, but I will kill half the coliseum. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Carl. Like, wait now. But I did like how the dragon like shrunk to fit through the door, and then that was, that was so cool. Right. That was so cool. Though. I feel like, like it made it was fine. It was cool, it was but like awesome. it looked so awkward. I felt like it did, but it was cool. Was like, it was so cool. <laughs> um, but no, she she killed too many people in that team. Yeah, that that was, that was messed up. That was weird. That was reckless, Renee. A little bit. Maybe it also, but hour. it also would have looked weird if it was just a big open floor that she came up. So I mean, I understand why they did it for the spectacle, but like, come on, girl. Yeah, she's acting like she didn't murder a bunch of innocent people. Yeah, I, just, I won't. But I won't burn the high tower. The people who should burn. Yeah, right. I won't burn the. <laughs> if rapists. you're gonna kill anyone in that room, yeah. let's kill them. Just kill the only yeah. innocent people. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll uh, call, you know something that came up in the finale, which. I guess, like, maybe they discuss it in the books that I haven't read. Um, Like, is the Lannister that's on the council the master of ships? And they mention, like, there's a Lannister fleet? Like, I thought he was the master of coin, the Lannister. I think he's the master. Early in the season, right? I think he's the master of ships. I think the guy who. Really? I think the guy who um, Kristen bopped his head. Oh, Beesbury, he was coin? I think he was coin. Bopped his head. Because he was doing like a <laughs> counting that, that in the beginning. Was, <laughs> that was shocking. That that death. Chris and Cole. I don't. I don't know why that one, but like I was not expecting him to just croak. On yeah, the I feel like yeah. it was a little unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, he didn't rude. get slammed down that hard. That, yeah. uh, like, like, up. Well, it was. He got <laughs> What are those little ball things, by the way? It's like just like attendants. Yeah, like entry. I don't know. It wasn't in Game of Thrones. Here. <laughs> I I feel like it must mean something that's going to be relevant because like why else are, what are they doing what's going on I think they're just adding why did we all have that this little in Game of Thrones no, right? I, I think, think maybe we just died no. out after our t- 200 probably. years probably why are we rolling balls like we're sitting here why do we have to roll balls to control something that's a while though yeah yeah um, you know the last yeah, time I got smashed into one so we should maybe stop yeah <laughs> Uh, Chris and Cole needs to get a grip, though. He brutally oh, murdered sure. two people for no re- for seemingly no reason. And yeah. did you also realize, okay. did you catch how when he was in the street of Silk looking for Aegon, he was like, every girl is the image of the mother and should be treated with... And then he called Rhaenyra a spoiled... Yep. Like, <laughs> like, he's just... Yeah. He's so... He's the worst. Every girl is the image of the mother. He's- he, he, he's he's perfect loser. for Allison. I mean, like he's a little s- sissy boy who's like, I gotta follow the rules, and then he like lashes uh-huh. out and kills people. <laughs> like, yeah. He's hot, and though. Then she he's hot. Really... He yeah. is. He's, he's, uh, what, I saw people uh, call him Kristen Moltisanti because he looks like Chris He does Moltisanti. look like Chris Moltisanti. <laughs> Kristen Moltisanti is fucking funny. Oh, man. He's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we hate him. We love hey, him. Hey, but he's hot. But, he's a, but he's, his character sucks. My roommate <laughs> who doesn't watch House of the Dragon, she saw a tweet, and it was like making fun of Kristen Cole with a picture of him. It was like on the Mean Girls thing. Um, at like the Mean Girl sign where it's like this this person's a skank bitch. She was like, she was like, what he do? I can fix him. <laughs> I like gave her a blurb of everything she uh, everything he did in like a paragraph. I gotta send it to you guys. It was very funny. I summarized the all his all of his actions in the show. Fixable. Oh my god. <laughs> I can fix it. No, that was another uh, thing I liked about this too. Like, f- equally felt like returning back to early Game of Thrones because of like the mystery and like the line of succession. You know, season one is all about like Ned discovering Cersei and like Joffrey and all their shenanigans and everything. But like, all the new houses, super cool. Like, I think season two, yeah, I feel like 
do you think we're gonna get like Starks and yes. Baratheons yeah. more and stuff like that? I was gonna like say that? this feels I like the so. most Game of Thrones episode yet because of them going to Storm's End mm-hmm. with the Baratheon. They're talking about the Starks. There was never a Stark who didn't break and through. Forgot to know if like all that. Like now we're gonna start actually flying on Dragonback to get allies. Like it's gonna actually branch out now. Yeah. I hope the world expands. Yeah, a I'm excited bit. to see. Yeah, it, it's been very confined like to just King's Landing, Dragonstone. Yeah. yeah, which it which it makes sense because they were skipping through through so much, but it was very focused on King's Landing and uh, Driftmark and Dragonstone. Hmm. Where is Driftmark? Like yeah. it's, it's near it's Dragonstone. Never, it's like never mentioned in Game of Thrones. At it's all. almost like I the Florida of Westeros. It seems in the map, like it's very just hanging off the edge. I'm suspecting something happens <laughs> to these Valerians because they're not nary mentioned in. In Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh yeah, something, oh! something crazy. Yeah, they happens. do mention a lot no of idea. like the old Targaryen stuff in Game of Thrones. Like Joffrey has a line about like uh, the Dance Dragons or something like that. Yeah. I haven't like read or watched the clips, so I don't want to spoil. Yeah, it. I don't want to spoil it either. But he says the something. The fact that Valerians aren't mentioned that yeah. does that does say something. Um, but yeah, the, the the show did feel a little confined, but I'm fine with it. I was a little nervous. That like, helped it. Yeah, it helped it. Yeah, it helped it. And I didn't think I would enjoy. I didn't realize like there was so much infighting within the Targaryens. Um, I'm reading Fire and Blood now. It's like literally from from the beginning, right when Aegon the Conqueror died. It kind of all like started to go a little crazy, and then every generation has its own like different people who want the throne within the Targaryen family. So I didn't realize there was that much like infighting within the Targaryen. So I think uh, it was very cool to to see that. And like I heard, we might get some of that of uh, Aegon. Of stuff, Aegon. Yeah. Well, Aegon was like a good king, and like everyone listened to him. And then once he passed away. It did not it, like. It was very. It was all over the place. Yeah. You said you you think we're gonna get some Aegon flashbacks in House I of the Dragon? I think I saw I saw one of the showrunners said like the show is called House of the Dragon and the House of the Dragon spans thousands of years and he mentioned Aegon's conquest. So who knows? Maybe by season three, if a lot of the current day stuff is summed up, we could get a half season of Aegon that would. <laughs> I don't know, pay some sort of relevance to whatever's going on with the current Dance of Dragons. I'd love to see it no matter how they try to weasel it in. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could even use it to add further context to the prophecy if they wanted to. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, if they wanted Mm -hmm. to go into something like that, they could give us, like, a half a season of Aegon to give context to the later half of whatever you're trying to go for. Yeah, I'd I'd be down with that. 100%. I would like to see it. Go. I said I would like to see it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, the last Very thing exciting. that I had that I wanted to mention uh, that I hope that they address in this series or add in, but I don't know because you you guys tell me um, if you know. I it seems like they're building to Dorne being more involved, and I hope they give Dorne a little bit more justice in this series. Uh, they keep mentioning it like one off, and do do we know at what point they enter? The Seven Kingdoms, because right now they're like off on their own. I don't know if it's during the Dance of Dragons, to be honest. So Princess Nymeria is supposed to deal with that, isn't it? Because she was the one who was discovered. Dorn. Nymeria was pre Aegon. Oh, she was. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I was thinking that was after. All right. No, so, yeah, no. Nymeria. Nymeria was like even before the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, okay, were I had no clue. Yeah. Okay, so that. Oh, yeah. So they and they mentioned Dorn in this show. What did they say? Uh... I couldn't tell. I you think Kristen Cole, Cole I know is Dornish. Yeah, they mentioned it in the show, it's so they could play. Yeah, I think he's Dornish, but I don't. Do, I'm pretty positive Dorn is not part of the Seven Kingdoms at this point. I guess maybe he was like taken. They're not. Fire. Yeah. Um, but they call like, it the Seven Kingdoms, but that's not. Yeah, part of they it, do. Yeah. They do say like the Targaryens do call themselves the kings and queens of the Seven Kingdoms, even though they haven't conquered Dorn yet. Um, but I don't know when they enter exactly. I should know that, but I don't know if it's during the Dance of Dragons. Rich, I don't right? think like, it they is. got a lot of money. Uh, yeah, like I think they're so. a wealthy nation. They're, they're like warriors. Yeah, so you need them on your side, the Martells. I don't know if they're going to bring them into this show all that much. That might be too much if they bring them in. If we're already getting Winterfell, Storm's End, like if we're going to keep getting more of that and not just... And what about the Greyjoys, like too? Much. Where the hell are they? I want to mm, see yeah. some pirate Greyjoy action. Like, I feel like we could have got some really cool pirate-like stuff, and we did get a little bit of it with, uh, what was what was the uncle's name? Euron. 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 Like, oh, pirate series with that mm. guy just being a sick, like, oh, man. I, I wish they, they, they did him better. Yeah, right? 
what did what did he say when he was coming onto the show? Like he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put Ramsey to shame or something like yeah. that." Yeah. Oh no, okay. that was so bad. He should not have done that. Oh no, because <laughs> that got me so hype. I was like, "Let's go." Yeah. No. Oh, the actor said yeah. that. Yeah, the actor says, "I'm gonna make um, Ramsey look like nothing," and it's like, "All right, what did you do? You did stood nothing. on a boat for two seasons." And it's over Cersei for a few episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's pretty un. And he had the look too. Like he had the look of a good villain. Like you could tell if they gave him Mm -hmm. more, he could have he could have really pulled something off. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if they. If it's a good point, I don't know if they'd be able to fit Dorne into it. It's just they keep mentioning like problems in the with the triarchy, which I have no idea what the triarchy is, and the stepstones and Dorne. Those are the free the free nations, right? The free cities. I think it's like a group of people. Yeah. Isn't it like Bravos or am I wrong? I don't think it's Bravos. Bravos. Oh, maybe. I think it's like Mir. Lease. Mir? Like Lease and. Am- I don't think it's Bravos. Um, Tyrone? Yeah, not yeah, Bravos. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're the back, I think right? the cities like support the triarchy, but the triarchy is like a group of. Yeah, they just don't want to be under the reign of the. Yeah. Okay. What's called King's Landing. So I guess they're like pillagers mm-hmm. and they like bring. But them. didn't they get beat at the Stepstones? That's what Corlys said they wanted the Stepstones. Well, maybe yeah. not the whole triarchy, but part of them. Yeah, I think they beat them the first time and they didn't like protect the stepstones and they came back and then now Corlys said he def- he like built. Yeah, now they got it all barricaded yeah. up and stuff. And so where is the stepstones? It's near Dorne. Also. Okay. Oh, it's like really? right, it, it's like Dorne and Bravos and it connects. Yeah, them it's like of. the islands between. Okay. But I wow, think I, so maybe we will get a little bit of of Dorne so, if we go or to the Bravos. Pentos. Yeah. I don't know. It's I like it's like next to Dorne. It's like the islands between, I think. And okay. I think it's just like the pirates were there, so they were cutting off trade throughout the whole narrow sea because they had control of it. But it's not part of Westeros. Gotcha. Not now, at least. I don't know if it ends up becoming. Maybe I got to watch some videos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'll, get a map I'll of Westeros check that. Hang it up. Watch he's great. Trip. Yeah, he's he's, he's really great. good. Yeah. Oh, I've seen his uh, videos pop up on my YouTube. Yeah. He's really good. He was my savior for Westworld season two and season three. <laughs> oh my god! No I didn't even finish the latest one. It just yeah, yeah no too much yeah that could be a whole other part. yeah oh my God. <laughs> west world <laughs> but um Nothing beats that first season oh my god perfect season of television perfect never seen oh, a more good. perfect season of television oh good but anyway um anybody got any final thoughts on house of the dragon before we wrap things up happy to be back in the game of thrones universe definitely happy I to see some dragon forever <laughs> I don't know what that. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yes, very happy to be back in the Game of Thrones phase. Uh, D Gavin, thank you for coming on. Appreciate thank you for having having you guys here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Well, we hope to have you guys on again. Uh, House of the Dragon season two. Yeah, you guys are, you're our first call. Yep. Thank you. Amazing. Pumped. I'll be waiting. Yeah. Two sure. years. Yes. Two years. I'll have some gray hairs by then. Set it. Lock it in the calendar for this date, this time, two years from now. Nice. Hopefully it's not. My Hopefully it comes out before then. Hopefully. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll just like get into a nice rhythm in production. They'll be like, you know what? Bam, moved up. House of the Dragon. Next Late Sunday, they're like, next four. Sunday, the, we had the first episode all along. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they they could they after season eight, they should take their time. Yeah, they should take. Their yeah, time. you know what? Good i good idea. Let's yeah. let them take their time. But until then, join the heist. Join the heist. Join the heist. Join the heist. Join the heist.